Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. Hallelujah. 2023 is about to fade away forever and ever and ever. In a few minutes' time, you will be saying, Happy New Year. You'll be referring to 2023 as, as OGIST. Hallelujah. So, um, in a GFE, we will, we will um, be ushered in by our Archbishop, Archbishop Margaret Benson Dahosa. So, we will, um, we will, multimedia, let's start connecting now. Um, let me know when we are live to be named. I know she's online already. Let me know when we are live, then we can connect. Hallelujah. 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 Next set. I want yet to be quiet. Everyone to be quiet now. We are entering into year 2024 in a few minutes. If you want to kneel down, you need that. If you want to stand, you stand. If you want to shout, you shout. If you want to roll down, roll down. Because our God is enough for us to rule for. Our God is enough to stand for. Our God is enough. It's more than enough. That which is of paramount importance in your life, that is giving you concern, I want you to whisper it to God. Pray it to God right now. Pray it to God right now. Pray it to God right now. Because few minutes we will be in. I want you to be serious at this time. You are leaving 2023 behind right now. And you are stepping into year 2024. The thing that disturbed you in 2023 will not follow you into 2024. Just begin to tell God. Don't look at me. It's between you and God right now. Between you and God right now. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I want, I want the, the, the pianist just begin to, to, to play something. Yes, begin to play something. Why? Why we communicate with the covenant keeper? Brigada Bazayata Labaha. Hey. Yes, 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 yes. Maybe you are ashamed to talk to people in the public. It's a spirit. You can tell God, God, I want to possess your boldness. 
because you are giving me boldness. I will not be shy. I will not be intimidated. Ah, Rashata. Maybe you belong to a group in the church. You have, you have drawn back. People are calling you, Larry, let's go. You say, that is the natural mind. Ask God now to give you the supernatural. Ask him to change. Because it is only the gospel that can change the mind. And unless you come in contact with that living Savior, you will still be thinking the natural way. And if you are here this night and you are not born again, all this we are saying will mean nothing to you. All you need to say is, Dear Lord Jesus, I have come just as I am. I do not want to think in the natural way again. I want to think in the supernatural. Give me the grace. I confess my sins to you. Give me a new life. Give me a new life. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. I'm entering a new year. I will not enter into the new year with the old mind set. I want to be able to go and show them the power that resides on the inside of me. Tell God what you want your job to look like, what you want your business to look like, what you want your home to be like. Ah. Shabaha. We not leave you the way he met you. That is his action. He will not leave you the way he met you. He will always ask to you. May that be your portion this year. In the name of Jesus. The Lord will remember you. Amen. He will remember you in the day. He will remember you in the night. Amen. He will remember you in the afternoon. Amen. He will remember you in the midnight hour. Amen. Your mind has been changed from the natural. So you will not think the natural way. You will think and speak in the supernatural with signs following you. I say with signs following you. Amen. Miracles following you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Your life in 2024 will see no lack. <laughs>
every fear of the enemy that has been planted either in the village or in town it will not prosper in the name of Jesus you will be a wonder you will be a wonder to your generation You will be a wonder to your generation. Amen. I decree that upon you, Amen. upon your hope, upon your children. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Take an offering in your hand right now. We have 60 seconds. We have 60 seconds for the new year. 60 seconds for the new year. Take an offering in your hand and sow into this testimony. We're about to do the countdown. The countdown is starting now. Hold an offering in your hand. Let's go. Hold an offering in your hand right now. We're going to pray for you. You're going to sow a seed as you enter into the new year. The countdown has begun already. Start the countdown. Start the countdown. Where's the countdown? Where's the countdown? Hold an offering in your hand right now. We're going to pray and shout into the new year. As you go, you're going to go with joy. You are entering into the year of the supernatural. Take your offering out right now. Hold the offering in your hand right now. Father, we bless your children. We bless the last seed of 2023. And we bless the first seed of 2024. It's a seed for the supernatural. It's a seed to release them in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Give an offering right now. We're about to count down. We have 18 seconds left for the new year. Get ready to enter the year of the supernatural. Get ready to enter the year. If you are going out, give an offering there. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Shut, shut. 
Say congratulations. Say welcome to 2024. Hallelujah. I want you to prophesy to your neighbor. Say this is the year that mighty doors will be opened unto you. This is the year that your heart desires shall come to pass. This is the year that God will fulfill that promise he made to you in your closet. This is that year. Hallelujah. Prophesy one more time. One more time, prophesy. Say, everyone that mocked at you before shall rejoice and celebrate with you. And this is that year. Hallelujah. Give Jesus Christ a big, big hand. Congratulations. We made it to 2024. The God that brought you to this new year will preserve you and take you all through this year. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to quietly sit down. I will just share some few things with you. Then we will break bread, being the first service for this year. Then we will um, share benediction and, you know, we'll go home to go and rest. It's been a long day. For those of you who came to church this morning, I noticed that some persons didn't leave on time. They were still hanging around, doing fellowship after fellowship. You know, before you went home to go and rest and eat and you came back. I celebrate you. Thank you so much. God bless you. The same God that gave you strength and brought you to church again, that same God will take you all through 2024. Okay. In the next few minutes, I'm not going to take much of your time, uh, just a few minutes before, I think between latest past one, we should be home and dry with service. Uh, so before then, I will just share some few things with you. But before I continue, praise the Lord. But let's hear the word of God. I know we've heard the word of God from our bishop, Bishop Ferbi Dahosa. We've also heard Pastor Kingsley speak this morning. I just 
want to tell you what God has shown me, has spoken to me in my heart concerning 2024. And we're going to reiterate it as the year goes by. Okay. So the focus for the year is focus on Christ for the supernatural. Now, to be focused on Christ means to be guided and pay attention to the leadership of Christ. Everything we do in CGMI is towards Christ. Everything we do is towards Christ. So you see, most of the messages that I preach, they are all focused on Christ, all right? Although I personally have a personal revelation that has to do with the kingdom, and the kingdom of God is hinged on Christ. Everything about the kingdom is hinged on Christ. So focusing on Christ means that we are led by Christ. Very important. Okay, so how do we do this? We do this through the obedience to what Jesus tells us. Very important. Now, there are three ways to obey Christ. Number one is to read the word, which is the logos. The logos of the word of God, you read it and it becomes rhema. Jesus Christ lived on this earth and so he, he lived in the land of, you know, Palestine and he died Resurrected today, seated at the right hand of the Father. You know, so all the teachings, the things that he taught us in the uh, Gospels, we are able to know and read, right? Then secondly, through the Holy Spirit, when Jesus Christ was living, he actually said that the spirit of truth is going to come and teach us all things. So through the Holy Spirit, God speaks to us. And Jesus mentioned clearly, he said, the Holy Spirit will come, he will teach us all things, and he will glorify me. So the function of the Holy Spirit literally is to glorify Jesus in us. Then thirdly, part of the ways that we obey the word of God is when he speaks through the prophets, his servants, your pastor, your teachers, and the people he has placed around you. For example, God gives me a word which I give to the church. So basically, those are the three ways that he speaks. Number one, when we read this and study the scriptures. Number two, through the Holy Spirit. And number three, through his servants. Now, talking about supernatural living, I don't want you to, it sounds ambiguous, supernatural. Mm -mm. Let's bring it home. Supernatural living means when you obey Christ, you do what he says you should do. The repercussion of that is what you enjoy. I take that again. When you obey Christ and you do what he says you should do, what comes out of that obedience and instruction is the supernatural. It's as simple as that. Pastor Kingsley was talking about obeying God. When you obey God, the consequence of the obedience is supernatural. So supernatural does not only mean that you are going to raise the dead. You are going to open blind eyes. It doesn't mean that you are going to talk and the whole um, building will cave into to know. It means that when God gives you an instruction and you obey, it, it's now tantamount to supernatural. That's just what I want to let you know. So we are focusing on Christ this year for us to achieve the supernatural. And the key to that is that we are going to obey what he says we should do. And just want us to read a, a, a scripture. Let's look at Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. I'm going to try and bring this home. Then uh, we can uh, bake, 
we can, um, you know, take our bread and take the wine and go home. Luke chapter 5, I'm Are you ready for me? Okay, Luke chapter 5. Give me Luke chapter 5. Let's read from verse 1. Luke chapter 5 from verse 1. Okay, look at what happened. This is a clear case of the supernatural happening. So it was as the multitude pressed about to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Genesaret. Go to verse 2. So he was preaching the word and the multitude pressed him. That's Jesus. And he saw two boats standing by the lake. Listen to this. But the fishermen, fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Go to verse 3. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon. So this, this boat belonged to Simon Peter. He now told him, he said, look at what he said. He asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. So he borrowed the boat and sat down on the boat for him to continue preaching. So Simon Peter borrowed Jesus, his boat. All right, go to verse 4. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon Peter, launch into the deep, which means spread your nets now and lay down your nets for a cash. Look at what Simon Peter said to him. He said, but Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught what? Nothing. Some of you... You were toiling all through 2023. Nothing, nothing for you. No success. You draw proposal, fling them here. You did events, nothing. At the end of the day, how much will come out? It not make sense. You did job, you know, they are still owing you. You toyed in 2020. You tried. You tried. Right? But look at what Jesus Christ said. Master, we have toyed all night and called nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will do what? I will lay down the net. Now, listen, let me say this. I remember Pastor Odi, who later became Bishop Odi, the first pastor of this church, saying this in one of our crossover nights. I remembered now when I was there, you know, just enjoying the service. He said, this year, he wasn't talking about this year, then when we just crossed over, he said, this year, not do mumu waka. The same thing I'm repeating to you, this year, not do mumu waka. What I'm telling you is, don't do things because others are doing it. Don't do things because you feel like doing it. Do it because Jesus said you should do it. It's the same thing I want to tell you. For example, Joker and Daro, the testimony you shared, you know, Joker just now, really got to me, and I was really blessed by that testimony. Don't travel because people are traveling. Are you aware that in this land, some people are blessed than those who are there? You shall let me pause for a while. Go give me Genesis chapter 26. Let me give you a revelation that will blow your mind. Your destiny will change. Genesis 26. Give me Genesis 26. If you want to travel, I don't have an issue. In short, I will encourage people. In my office, I've helped a lot of people to do reference. Most of them are in the UK. They still help. They still call me and say, please help me reference this. They are getting job. I'm okay. I'm open. But you see, I am an apostle. If you know me very well and you are close to me, you will know that I am an apostle in following what God said I should do. I like to, I want to hear. If I don't hear, I will not do. Now listen to this. Let me show you this, Rema. There was famine in the land. Famine is scarcity. 
Farming is when there is not enough to go around. That's farming. There was farming, like in Nigeria, there's kind of farming. Maybe now cash will come back. You know, there was cash scarcity at some point. But thank God we are becoming to overcome that now. And, you know, food scarcity, and although we are overcoming that by the grace of God. And besides, the famine, the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. There was famine, so he went to meet king of the Philistines in Gerah. Go to verse 2. This is where I want to show you. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. This is God talking to Isaac. He said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in this land of which I shall tell you. He said, don't jackpot the way other people are jackpotting, no. Everybody is going to Egypt. Do you realize, it, according to history, because I like history, I am an historian, I like to read. Google is one of my best friends. I, I like to go on Google. When I go on Google, I go and dig up research. On my own, I carry out personal research. I can do a research on something for knowledge's sake, not necessarily, you know, for just to know. Now, let me tell you, based on history and biblical history, anytime there is famine, people always run to Egypt for deliverance. Egypt has always been a land where people run for succor. So, in the days of Joseph, it happened. In these days of Je um, Isaac, even in the days of Abraham, Recall, when they wanted to kill Jesus, where did they say Jesus would run to? Egypt. If you look at history, Egypt has always been a, a city, I mean a country where you go and take asylum. So in this place, people were running to Egypt because there was abundance in Egypt. No, don't take it away. God appeared. So Egypt was the new... Uh, uh, UK or Canada or America. People were running there. But look at what God, God appeared to um, um, Isaac and said, listen, don't go to Egypt. Don't go. If God appeared to you and said, go to Egypt, for example, now God has told me the country that I should go to. God has spoken to me and said, go to so and so country. Are you getting what I'm saying now? If God has spoken to you, that's fine. My emphasis is not the town. My emphasis is on you hearing from God. That's the realm I want to show you, actually. So God spoke to Egypt and said, Live in this land, which I shall tell you. Go to verse 3. Look at what happened in verse 3. He said, Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants, I will give you all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, our father. So what is God telling you? It's as simple as that. If God is telling you, go to Canada, oh, fantastic. And let me tell you the truth. You see, I just wrote down something there, the psychology of God. Let me tell you how God thinks. I'll give you one way God thinks. When God tells you about something, once you obey, it becomes easy. Growing up, we thought that when things are tough, very hard, it means, say, God, 
eh, hand day that devil like they make her hard. No, 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 that's not true. When God gives you an instruction, every other thing becomes smooth and seamless. Is the truth. Let me tell you. If God says go to Canada, He's going to make everything smooth. Favor doors will be open to you. I'm telling you, doors will be open to you. When you begin to struggle, especially in the new creation realities, when you begin to struggle, you want to break through, you they, you they suffer. My brother, check him. You are not obeying instruction. Immediately you obey instruction. Doors open. Immediately Isaac obeyed. He became a master in this land, Gerah. Things were no longer hard for him. I want you to change your mindset and understand the way God thinks. So, my emphasis today is obey God. Tell your neighbor, say, obey God. Obey God is as simple as that. Is God saying stay or God saying move? When they wanted to deal with Isaac, um, what was his name? David. The Bible says they came back and they found out that Ziklai, all the land has been, they've been dealt with. The Bible says that they wept until they had no power to weep. And upon that, David understood the psychology of God, which is, if I want to pursue these people, I need to hear from God first. He decided to inquire. Even in that inquiry, they wanted to kill him. So what are you talking about? Why do you want to hear from God when everything does scatter? But he decided to inquire. And when he inquired, he brought it to him. How do you inquire those days? Every dispensation have their way of doing things. The Urim and the Turim, which the priest used to use and all of that. He brought it, played it, and he got the answer. The answer was that he should pursue. When he pursued, what happened? He recovered. Now, listen. When he got the answer that he should pursue, was things difficult for him? No. The truth is that when you hear God and you obey, things no longer become difficult. They become easy. They become easy. For me, eh, based on my work with God, part of the litmus test I know that God is not part of what I'm doing is when I begin to struggle. And I just sat down one day and I went through my life. All the successes I've achieved, I didn't sweat for it. They came like this. You know, when, when the devil have deceived our mind, we think that we need to suffer. When we are suffering, that means God is dead. That is a big lie. When you suffer, you they suffer, you they sweat. That was the curse that God gave to man. You will sweat before you will eat bread. But that curse has been broken. The generation and the dispensation we are living now is things are supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be easy. For example, the Bible says, Nay, in all things, you are more than conqueror. The battle you did not fight, you are the champion. Who does that? Somebody received all the blows and all the bashing for you and now hand you over the keys to the enjoyment. That's the generation we are living in. The dispensation of grace. So when you struggle and you are sweating, you, 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 before you get a job, you struggle everywhere. I remember, you know, great man of God, Pastor Sam, I heard his testimony. He said his ambition was to just leave Nigeria. That he believed that 
If he leaves Nigeria, things will be fine for him. He just had that mindset. He applied to UK, they banned him. He applied to all the countries he was applying to, they were bouncing him. What has God was telling him about ministry here in Nigeria? He said, forget ministry. He said, it's when he gets abroad. That is when ministry is sweet. He didn't want to concentrate on ministry here. He said the one that knocked him off was when he applied to Tanzania. And they rejected him. He said, wow, for Tanzania to reject me, it means that really there is a problem. It was when he decided to settle down and began to listen and do what God said he should do. I mean, today, is America his problem? I mean, it's not his problem. So you see, you need to understand the will of God in terms of timing. Timing. I just called, there was a lady we were in university together. This girl did all she could to travel, nothing. Did all she could to travel. She was even helping people to travel. They would get paper she would not get. Recently, she got in touch with me and we were chatting and talking. And she just called me from the blues. I said, ah, ah blessing, you see they this country? She said, yes, yeah, so. And I remembered how she was running up and down. She now laughed. She said, ah, thank God she didn't even go. Now she has a fantastic, wonderful family. She's a bank manager or something in, I think, in Cross River or something. She's doing fantastically well. Maybe she has even jacked up till now. She will never marry. Who knows? I'm just saying. Sometimes, listen, not even sometimes, as new creation, when you struggle, is an indication that something is not right. Believe me. You are supposed to enjoy Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, Peter then said, at thy word, he threw the net, and what happened? He caught plenty of fishes that day. So, my word for you is that we should obey Christ. Give me Matthew 7, 24. No time. Let me just read two more scriptures, then we will close. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Go to 25. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it did not fall. For it was founded on what? I hear this. There's something we don't see when we read this scripture. It said the rain descended, the floods came, Number three, the winds blew and beat on the house, but the house did not fall because the house was founded on the rock. Listen, trials will come, storms of life will come, rain will come. They will shake the foundation of your faith. When the word of God becomes the basis for your decisions and action, you are not going to fall. All of us have our trials and persecutions, as the case may be, tribulations. They will come one way or the other. Your faith will be tested. But when your faith is tested and you fall, it's an indication that your strength is small. Let's go to Proverbs 24, verse 10. Let me show you Proverbs 24, verse 10. So this year, I want us to study the word of God. I want us to live by the word. I want us to obey the word. It is when you obey the word that you grow. 
If you decide to disobey the word, you are going to struggle. Give me Proverbs 24, verse 10. Hallelujah. Proverbs 24, verse 10. He said, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is what? It's small. It means adversity will surely come. Rain will surely come. But let me tell you what will make you not to fall is if you have heard the word. For example, if Isaac heard the word and God told him to stay in the land of Gerah and famine intensified in the land of Gerah, but God has already told him to stay, do you think he will be shaking? No, because he has heard the word. It's the word that he has heard that will make him to stay stronger. So I want us to believe the word of God. Let's stay by the word. What is the word telling us? Before you take that decision, ask yourself, just oppose it with the word of God. What I am doing, does God sanction it? What is the meaning of carnality? Carnality is when you walk by your mind. We have a lot of Christians who are born, people who are born again, but they are carnal. Ask yourself, 30, 40, 50 years of your life, can you boldly tell me there is a decision you took and you say it's God that said you should do this thing? All your life, you'll be the one running the show. Even when you pray, you tell God what you want. You don't even wait for God to even speak to you. <laughs> you are the one running the show, fully. You say, I have spoken to God. But did God speak to you? Prayer is communication. You speak to God. God speaks, will not speak to you. If you go on your knees and you, you talk, 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 talk. You also need to listen. You also need to listen. Hallelujah. So your strength is small when you fail in the days of adversity. But it is not small when you do not fail in the days of adversity. Praise the Lord. In 2024, God is building kingdoms. These are prophetic words I want to release now. God is building kingdoms. He's going to use men to fulfill the agenda of kingdom expansion. In 2024, God is raising men as institutions. It is good to receive salary. Hear this. But it is better to be the ones paying the salaries. There are five people here God has told me are going to be millionaires in 2024. I'm going to say that again. I got a confirmation after church service from my, my brother here that God actually told him 10. God told me five. God told him 10. That's fine. It's, we are still together. And while we were talking, I got an indication of three people who are already on that list. Hallelujah. Listen, in this 2024, I'm going to be highly prophetic. I'm going to be very prophetic in what I say. Before I came to service today, God said, God, I heard God speaking to me. He said, I am going to open your prophetic utterance. I have a prophetic ministry right from when I was young, but I, I, it comes alive. It comes alive. If you notice, it comes alive when I am praying for people. Uh, maybe during... Um, I am anointing leaders. I open up my spirit and God tells me things to tell people. You know, it's not something I do 
for show or for merchandise. I allow God to speak to me before I say it. But in this 2024, I'm, I'm going to flow more in the prophetic. And while we are in this service, God gave me a word to give a sister, which I actually did. So I'm going to be flowing more in the prophetic this 2024. So I will be talking normally, and I will be, I will be prophetic in my sayings. I don't need to do like this, do like this. I don't need to wear dreadlocks. No, I, I'm a normal guy. <laughs> no, I don't really want to wear dreadlocks. I think I, I just thought of it. When I was younger, I used to coil my hair. I think I need to go back. To, let me coil hair small. You know, and uh, I'll dye this. My white hair is coming plenty. I want to, I want to coil it, dye it. Let me look, let me look yopi. Let me look, let me look. <laughs> let me look Yopi small. I'm a young man, so hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, so to be honest, I'm going to be more prophetic because God has already impressed it in my spirit. Number one thing he has said I should tell you is that he's going to build his kingdom and he's going to use men to fulfill the expansion of his kingdom. Now, number two, God is going to raise men as institutions. So a lot of you have companies. Pastor Kingsley, this year, I'm saying it again. Twice, I, I was praying for you during the leader's um, anointing service. And back to back, the word I receive is what I want to say. And I want to say it publicly. God is making you an institution in the corporate world. So don't be a human. Don't bring people in. Mentor people. Listen, your, your ministry, yes, you are doing very well in church for real. God is opening doors of opportunity and ministration for you. But I tell you, your ministry is in the corporate world. God wants you to go into the corporate world and mentor people in the tech world. Are you getting what I'm saying now? So what you've been doing, you are doing a human's job. So God is saying you are an institution. Go and bring people into your, 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 your space and mentor them. And so that you can pull and drag people into that space and begin to make remarkable progress. Do you get what I'm saying? Very key. In 2024, think about expanding your company. Even if you are going to keep working at home, it's not an issue. Employ somebody. Somebody that will take that proposal and go somewhere. Be a salary payer. Be paying somebody's salary. Not only yourself and your wife and your children. <laughs> I can hear it in my spirit. God is raising you as a kingdom in the corporate world, in the tech world. Do you get what I'm saying now? Praise the Lord. Listen, a lot of you here are earning salaries, but very soon you are going to be the ones paying people's salary. Hallelujah. In 2024, it's going to happen in Jesus' name. For example, I have two testimonies I would have loved to share. A few years ago, I was praying telling God I wanted to leave where I was working. But it wasn't just clicking. And all the interviews I was doing was not just clicking. Last year, 2023, I actually got two promotions. I was promoted twice, double promotion. The first promotion I got um, was based on position. I was given a higher responsibility. 
to run the whole of Lagos and West as far as my job is concerned. The second promotion I got was based on grade. I was upgraded to a higher grade. Now, in the position that I am, I am able to tell management to say, employ this person, sack this person. I'm more like a, a voice to what I do. If I don't like you, or the job not like you as per face, <laughs> I know you understand what I mean. <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually fire. I mean, I, I hire more. I think uh, my people here can, uh, you can testify, <laughs> people who work with me. You know, so I can, I can go and meet management to say, this person or this set of people, bring them in. I have a voice to do that. It's the grace of God. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, looking back with the benefit of hindsight, I'm beginning to say, wow, if I had left, maybe this grace wouldn't have come. Do you get what I'm saying? So for me, it's a privilege to be able to help people start up their career. Do you get what I'm saying now? Start up their career in life. So that is, God is taking us to a stage where you will become a gatekeeper. A gatekeeper, you determine what happens. You are able to, listen, listen, I want us to begin to broaden our horizon. The days of any small money and you are comfortable with it, all those are fine. But the level God is taking you to is the level where a president, for example, you know, Archbishop B.A. Dalsa, that is the type of grace that I need where a president will call him. So he called a president, then um, Ibrahim uh, Badamosu Babangida, to rebuke him for inaugurating the transition, um, eh? was it SAP? Or transition program or something, without, without, um, without um, what's the word, consulting him. And the president apologized. The president apologized. The church is supposed to be a place where you control things, not a place where you beg for things. Do you understand what I'm saying now? So in 2024, God is going to make you an institution that you become a voice in what you do. I was listening to Miles Moreau, and I was so blessed by what he said. He said, TDJs called him up and told him that they wanted to do a training on leadership that they have scanned all through the world, the whole world, that the only name that came to their mind was him, for him to come and train them. That is the authority that God wants to take us to. Not because you earn one naira here, you earn two naira here, you are happy. No, when you are able to become a voice to your nation, you are able to become a voice to where you are. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I rise up on our feet. Are we blessed this morning? Don't forget what Pastor Kingsley said when he was preaching. He said a lot of people are aborting their destiny because of disobedience. And he also said your promotion is tied to your obedience. Hallelujah. He said do not complain. Instead, move forward. If you are here, you are always complaining. Please stop it. Begin to move forward. Let's obey God. Let's hear from God. Before you take that decision, hear from God. 
carnality is when you do things with your mind when god is not involved praise the lord hallelujah are you blessed this morning hallelujah this message was brought to you by church of god mission international church for real for more information log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org church for real influence your world